We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk of the Tundra, a proud partner of the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire family. As always, I am your host, Numak, coming to you with the latest and greatest Packers news updates and everything else can be Packers. And joining me today is, as always, is uh, Jordan Chesky. Jordan, how are you doing, buddy? Doing well. How about you? Never <laughs> better. Never better, Jordan. Happy to be podcasting again talking about a team that's going to do so well next year and have all the most to look forward to which is why we're looking back at this past year to make our misery just a little bit longer lasting just that tiny little bit for two more weeks <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, if you guys watch on youtube you saw the uh the headline on the headline title or the title episode that even work even better of this episode is grading out the Packers offense. We're going to take a look at really all of the major playmakers on offense this week and grade them out. Basically your school grades, A through F. Spoiler alert, I didn't give him an F, even though maybe selfishly, emotionally, one might have deserved it. But no. <laughs> um, we're just going to go through and give grades everybody, talk about a reasoning behind that, and go through all the playmakers. So, But first couple tidbits of news only really one truthfully um aaron wilson uh nfl beat reporter 
uh, tweeted out, I think that was this morning. Yep. That does not seem like it was this morning. Uh, that Packers are expected to hire uh, Cardinals cornerback coach Greg Williams. Not that Greg Williams. <laughs> it's Greg with a with with two total one G's. G. No, two total G's. Oh not, yes. Not three. <laughs> yeah. Not Bounty Gate Greg G. Williams. New Greg Williams. Um, who was the like as I, I said was the cornerbacks coach for the Cardinals. Um, last year, he replaces Jerry Gray, who left for Atlanta last week. So, Cardinals were okay in coverage. They were 21st in the league in their coverage grade on PFF. Um, their defense just wasn't overall that good this year anyways. I think it's might have been a down year for them in general, but we'll see. They're, they were 4-13, so they definitely had... They gave up the third most points in uh, the league this year, which isn't isn't great. <laughs> so hopefully that's a symptom of their players and not their coaches. I would hope so. I mean, yeah, it, it, it'll be uh we'll do a deep dive. We'll do a deep dive on what Greg Williams brings to the table, but yeah, uh, someone to fill in Jerry Gray's shoes, Greg Williams, no triple G. Just double G. Yeah. It's a, it's a February uh, uh, coaching move. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's really all it is. <laughs> So, um, before here, before the Cardinals, he was a um, assistant coach, assistant secondary coach um, for the Chargers, as well as um, the Colts. And uh, we'll see, we'll see how it goes in the future, I suppose. (laughs) So, should we get right to grades? Because I really don't feel like we need to talk about the other ancillary fringe Packers news this week. I don't think there was any ancillary French Packer news. I don't think yes. there was either. So let's let's break out the red pens. <laughs> um, so do you want to start with quarterback, or do you want to start with anywhere else? I feel like we could start or end with quarterback since it's Rogers. We talked about him all season long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, let's let's start somewhere else. I think that might be a good capper. You know, spend a couple days in the darkness, have merge fully right. transformed, <laughs> have a couple of slots for food. Let's start with Aaron Jones. I'm gonna let you Ooh. go first because I have a unique grade, and I want to let you get your um your bit up before I give my spiel. Um, my grade, Aaron Jones, A minus. Interesting. You want to go into I it? I think, yeah, go into it. Productive season. Um, certainly not his best, but over a thousand yards. Um, I think the biggest knock on Jones, outside of the literal knock that he had by the end of the season, was just the inability to consistently get on the the ball weeks three through seven, mm-hmm. eight. Um, and I'm probably even shortchanging a couple games there too. So yeah, I, I it could have been a, a better season for Aaron Jones had he um, been used more. And I think the Packers fortunes probably would have changed too. 
um, if that was the case. But A minus. That's where I'm going. Okay. So I gave him a B plus plus. That's the only time I gave like one of these weird grades for a player. But I gave a B plus plus because I couldn't give him an A minus comfortably in my brain because of the up and down season he had, which was in part because of um because of the coaching and just how they decided to use him throughout the season, where sometimes they would just not use him. And sometimes yes. they lean on him, which isn't his fault. But at the same time, he did, he's had better years, right? He's be, he's had better years where he deserved an A minus or deserved an A plus um, for his season. And I just don't think that season for him eclipsed that mark for me. It's it's really kind of that simple. Even though I think he was the best player on. Um, on the team this year, regardless, because or on the on offense at least, yeah, because he just was that important and to any team. sort of their success. Yeah, you, you could say team. I don't think you'd be wrong in saying team. I think the argument's definitely there. I just, I think he might be the highest graded player we have this over the next two weeks. Yeah, that yeah, but it's just between. The, what is a best player on an A nineteen? Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's not. Don't get me wrong. That's not. Uh, that's not a uh, diss at Aaron Jones. It's just no, no, a matter, It's a matter of fact. Yeah, it's it's more of we're debating best players on an A nineteen that didn't make the playoffs. That's kind of thing. Right, like he. It's he's had. This is. It's. It doesn't feel like it's right, but apparently it. It numbers never lie. This is the most yards he's had in a season rushing. What? According to as a Packer, as a well, he only played for the Packers. <laughs> he had. I reiterate. Five hundred, seven hundred, uh, ten eighty four, eleven eleven oh four, eight hundred, and eleven twenty one. A lot of it probably is because the passes backwards count as runs. So when he got like a pass out in the flat. That was behind the line of scrimmage, or was a backwards pass? That's probably counting towards these rushing yards. I get, yeah, that's kind because of shocking. I don't think he had. I would be hard pressed to believe he actually had eleven hundred yards, um, handing the ball off. Also, I thought he had he had seven hundred ninety nine last year, and yes. that also just seems kind of faulty to me. I don't know why. Right. But, yeah, well then, anyway. but then receiving yards, he only had 400, which, like, that's definitely wrong, right? Because And Devontae Adams. Right. You know. And so, although he had, like, 400 this year and last year. And I feel like he had a lot more of those outside passes that were just thrown behind him or behind. It was a, it was a backwards yeah. pass, essentially. And that just counts as a run because it's a quote-unquote pitch. Yeah. So I think that's just that number lies a little bit. So um, he's had more total yards from scrimmage in other years. He 2019 was his biggest, um, his biggest year. He had 1558 for total yards from scrimmage and 19 touchdowns, um, fifteen sixteen for total yards from scrimmage this year, but only seven touchdowns, which I think is a, a big difference in how he was utilized this year. Yep. AJ Dillon was a bigger part of the offense 
in the one yard like goal to goal type of um, touchdown scoring scenarios. But if he's not, then Aaron Jones just didn't. He went down touchdowns. That's all there is to it. <laughs> um, yeah, best player. He he he's the highest grade I have. Um, or this give it adding the extra plus because I think he's above <laughs> as a player than the other B pluses I gave out. Um, so we'll get we'll look at those in a minute. Should we move on to AJ Dillon, his counterpart? Yes, Mayor Quad Cities, Iowa. <laughs> Quadzilla, if you might may insert. Uh, uh, with the video editor, insert the Godzilla noise right there when I say Quadzilla. Ooh, appreciate, ooh. appreciate it. Um, AJ Dillon, C plus is what I gave him. Mm. I think he had, again, a good year, but his was extremely up and down. Like it, There was times where he didn't look like an NFL running back, and there was times he looked like he'd be just fine taking over for Aaron Jones should Aaron Jones be a cap casualty this, cap casualty this offseason. I went B minus. Mm. I think I think he he saved his season a lot the last couple of weeks, especially when the Packers were making their run. Right. Um I don't know how much to ding him for this specifically because I think it also bleeds into Aaron Jones and by and large the if we so choose to grade the Packers coaches, but that I think that's too inside. Um I agree. It just didn't work out with the two running back personnel as much yep. as they tried. And I think it hurt Dylan more than Jones. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's, it's hard. It's, you kind of have to factor in the role that he has, which is you're right that he had a lot more goal line touches. He would, the series going series to series between Jones and Dylan, obviously it's consistent from how the last few years have been, but like, I felt like there was a legitimate chance going into this year that both running backs would have over a thousand yards. Rushing. And like a thousand yeah, yards rushing. Yeah. Rushing. And obviously I, Dylan didn't miss a game, did he? No. No. Um for whatever reason I, I think te- opposing teams just know they're gonna load up the box. They yep. the, I think Again, I think in a smaller scale to Jones, I think the Packers coaching staff didn't really do him any favors to kind of disguise things with him because mm-hmm. I, I don't have any steps to back this up, but I would imagine a lot of the times that he's on the field, they're putting out run packages or stuff like that that you know doesn't really disguise, hey, we're going to give the ball to someone else that's not a running back on the, <laughs> the right. field right now. Right, no, I, I agree. And I think it's worth noting that like the biggest draw to AJ Dillon is his like just ability to break tackles. That's kind of like he's a, he's the power runner. Um, yeah. According to PFF, after contact, um, for yeah, Aaron Jones had 214 rushing attempts, and AJ Dillon had 185. And of those um, rushes, yards after contact. A well, Aaron Jones had about 150 more, and averaged about 0.3 more yards after contact um, yeah. than AJ Dillon did, which is interesting. I think that might be more of Jones's elusiveness than AJ Dillon's lack of being able to break tackles. But when your biggest 
plus as a runner is the ability to break tackles late in game and break off those big runs. And yeah, it needs to be better. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, and this in general, I think just the up and down season for me hurt his grade. I think like that's the difference between you and me because you gave my B minus, right? Yeah, I was probably I, a little more forgiving. I was a little more harsh in his up and down season because like there yeah. were weeks like they just needed to have him get going and he just couldn't. So, um, worth noting too that um, Jones had double the um, breakaway rushing attempts where he had rushes bigger than 15 yards. So um, Jones had 12, Dylan had six. And I think that's just a talent thing. I'm not really too concerned about that, but it is what it is. Should we do... Oh, no Patrick Taylor. Not enough info Patrick Taylor to do anything on him. Same thing with Kylan Hill. We really only had uh, one snap. So. That's right. <laughs> um, bon voyage, Kylan. Bon voyage. Should we move right on along to the receivers? Let's do it. Yes. Do you want to start with old or start with young? Let's go mix and match. Mix and match. Just start in the middle. Yeah. Alan Lazard. He's right in the middle. <laughs> Alan Lazard, you got a B? I literally wrote a question mark. You a, a B question mark for you. B question mark. I gave him a B minus. Which I think I, I'm going to go. I'm changing it to B minus. That's what I'm going to give him. So, so we're so we're in agreement. I, yeah, I've, I've been ad nauseum. I've spoken <laughs> ad nauseum about Alan Lazard. I don't think I need to go into it, it too much. Um, and opportune drops are, are the biggest thing for Alan Lazard. Like killing momentum with a bad drop that would get a first down. Like he was really good at getting first downs <laughs> this year. Like that was his his bread and butter of his usefulness. But at the same time, he had just way too many for me. To just forgive it because I noticed it way too often. And if at that point you're noticing it, then it's a problem. PFF only gives them four drops. Um, I think that's way, way, way deflated. Like mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's a little generous in how they grade, how they grade drops. And if a defender has like their hand in there, or if they get barely get a finger on it, then it's not a drop. But he had plenty of times where the ball hit him in the hands and it just went right to the ground. Yeah, I again my context of Lazard is very driven by not a number one wide receiver being asked to play as a number one wide receiver. Because mm-hmm. by and large, I mean he was it was a very productive year for him. Right. And like, I don't think we learned anything new about him necessarily. I think he just kind of, it's, it, I don't know, it's so like, it's hard to be underwhelmed by what you expected. Right. Because everyone and their mom knew that Alan Lazard <laughs> <laughs> um, was not going to be productive. I go talk to some or, moms, or, apparently. See if they yeah. have other thoughts on Alan Lazard. All those Packer moms. Um, I completely <laughs> lost my point. Everyone God, and their mom so... knew what they were getting with Alan Lazard. I don't know here. why I said that. Or why I said it the way I did. Um, 
Yeah, it's like we kind of knew that like you're asking Alan Lazard to play a role that he's not. Or what we now know he's not cut out for. Yeah, we were hoping he make the jump and he didn't. Yeah, and I don't know. He still it was still a good year. It's just like it, I, I, think I, I don't know how year. to like. Yeah, yeah, I think he had a fine. He said a very good run blocker too. That, like that's get... probably his second most important asset as a receiver like yeah. obviously catching the ball is the first one but his run blocking ability is really up there to be possibly even more important than his pass catching ability on this iteration of this team with Christian Watson and not Romeo Dobbs moving forward um, Al Lazard had the most yards he's ever had which makes sense given he was the new target for Aaron Rodgers um, 60 catches on 100 targets this year. Um, 788 yards, uh, six touchdowns. So he had more yards, but fewer touchdowns than he did last year. 513 and eight for context. And his drop percentage dropped. He went 40 of 60 last year to 60 of 100 this year. Ooh. I think that's that is yeah, that's pretty damning. Yeah, I don't think like obviously there's not 20 new drops in there. I think that's a combination of not a combination of getting the number one assignment probably for the yeah. first what nine weeks of the season before until Christian yeah until broke out even then probably like what week twelve because yeah. you give it a couple couple of games after he starts scoring touchdowns so right that, yeah yeah he just wasn't he like it's hard to go from playing opposite of Devonte Adams to then not playing opposite of Devonte Adams. <laughs> And I think it was quite quite apparent given that his route running wasn't the best. Like I talked about that at length. Um yeah, just overall a B minus. Not he was above average, just not Al Lazard. Yeah, he's Al he's Al Lazard. <laughs> um mix it up to go we'll go young next. Romo Dobbs. I'm curious to see what you have because I think I am more harsh than I needed to be. See, I gave him a C plus. Mm. You said you said you gave him a C. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we might have the same line of thinking in that he started the year really well. Yes, but then once he got hurt, he kind of fell off a cliff. Like he he really ran to that rookie wall at full speed and hit it hard. Yeah, let me look. I'm looking at the stats right now. 67 targets, 42 receptions, 425 yards, three yeah. touchdowns. Um, a carry for 11 yards. I'm just gonna throw that in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think like that. I think we're not to tip my hand here. I don't think I think we'll get into this with Watson a little bit too. But we're really talking about a third of the season at best with Dobbs. Right, exactly. There wasn't really a extended like period of time he was playing that we really got a chance to see what he's capable of with the full arsenal of wide receivers, which is the biggest thing, right? That's why we wanted to see what Christian Watson um, could do once everyone was healthy at the end of the year. That's why he made his rookie of the year push. And I think that that really hurt Romeo Dobbs in the early part of the year when 
Christian Watson couldn't stay healthy when Alan Lazard was um, missed week one. I think it's just it's tough. It's tough as a rookie receiver to not have that full arsenal of weapons to help offset who's covering you. Because for a minute there, Roman Dobbs was getting like one or two coverage assignments from cornerbacks because they didn't have anybody else. Like you were going to throw the one on Sammy Watkins. When Al Lazar was out, you was, wasn't going to throw it on, on uh, Randall Cobb or anybody. So it was just a, a tough matchup for him. And then once he got hurt in the Lions game, that really stunted his season. Yes, um, of course. Came back against the Bears, I believe, or shortly there, or the next game, I think. The Rams. Rams. It was after the bye week. Right. So then the last five games of the season, right? So yeah. five, six. It's just, it's tough to get back in the swing of things. Being off a month. And then not getting those targets because despite having a bunch of average targets, Rumor Dobbs just wasn't amongst those towards the end of the season. There was Christian Watson, Alan Lazard, Aaron Jones out of the backfield, Aaron H. Dillon out of the backfield, Bobby Tunyon. Like it's just he, he, he's he got cut out essentially after being yeah. rusty, was more or less how, it, how I'd put it. Yeah. I. Yeah, it's no fault of his own. He his most productive part of the season was when the offense wasn't even clicking by any means, too. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. That's not the same. More excited. more room to grow, of course. Right. That's not the same. Not excited for him as a receiver moving forward. I think that's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. So, um, we'll go back to old. Go back to olds. Um. Oh. Randall Cobb. I gave him a C plus. I gave him a C. <laughs> I want to hear your reasoning for giving him and Roman Dobbs the same grade. Injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did I even say? No, Cobb came out or came back earlier. They were both injured, though. Roman, they, they were both they, injured. They both played the same amount of games. Let me let's let's break out the stats here too. Uh, Fifty targets, thirty-four catches, four hundred seventeen yards, a touchdown. Similar stats. I just similar stats. Obviously, different level of expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where my grade comes in. I'll let you finish, but I think that's where my grade is. Yeah, probably. I just I don't know. It's hard. It was. It's been hard to really assess the Cobb reunion outside of it just kind of being what Aaron wanted. So maybe I'm a little bit more cynical about what it is. Yeah. (laughs) I think knowing the expectations from rumor Dobbs were almost non-existent to like begin training camp before future hall of fame or rumor Dobbs became a thing to the point of room or rental Cobb being the veteran in the locker room that Rogers could lean on should things get bad. I think that's just what Randall Cobb was. And it's hard to say that I wish he had more of an impact in the game because he is 32 years old, 33 years old. And it's hard for him to break out when he's just not the guy he used to be um, throughout the middle of the 2010s. But I still think he did well enough I just don't think that he had the production to really um, 
warrant anything above like a C plus. Again, that's why that that's why that plus is there, honestly, because yeah. he's as close to that that B A range that I want to give him, given his um his lack of productivity, essentially. Because yeah. in general receiving grades, he was the fourth best according to PFF. But of those, well, that's well, third best. Patrick Taylor second, but he only had like five snaps or one snap as a receiver. The third best, but he had the fewest amount of yards by 200. He's second or third behind Christian Watson with 611. And then Alizard obviously had 788. So I just don't think he had the production enough to get up towards that B range, which is again why Romeo Dobbs got the same grade he did. Yeah. I think that's it's really just that simple but he was i really hope like if if the the rogers stuff clears up and either doesn't come back or retires or whatever i would like ramble Cobb back just to have that presence and like stability as a slot receiver from ramble Cobb for jordan Love. like i think he he's still, still he still has value he's still under contract Obviously, for this coming season, right? Is he? I will look it up. I, I could be wrong. He might be. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Um, he is. He has a no. I think he's technically a free agent. Oh, he's free agent now. Yeah, because he has a. He restructured his deal. Um, I that think is right. Yes, this past season. So he's on the books for the Packers, but I think he's actually a free agent. If I understand all of those things correctly. <laughs> Which, spoiler alert, I just might not. I'm not a cap expert. Nobody, please nobody accuse me of being a pack, uh, uh, cap expert. Pack yeah. Rep. Um, on uh, on Spotrack 2023, I'm free agent. So yeah. Mm. Um, I'd like to bring him back for like a better minimum. Like the same number he signed with the last time, last years of the Packers, um, twenty twenty one he signed a million dollars, um, or for a, a base dollars. salary and then got a, a a signing bonus to I think this total was like five million that year, um, but then two million this past year. So something again just similar to to play that they, that's really to see Marcellus Lewis, which we'll talk about in a minute, come back if they are if they want to come back. We'll stay with the olds. And go with uh, Sammy Watkins. F. I didn't give him an F. I gave him a D. I gave him or incomplete. You gave him an incomplete. No. Um, which we which we should. I don't. Know if we, we, I think we said it already. Not giving grades to players who we don't have sufficient yes. enough evidence on. Like we won't we won't have a Samari Toure grade because he didn't get enough work to really warrant a grade. Yeah. Or uh, D.D. Westbrook grade. I forgot that happened. <laughs> God. Um. Yeah. Did I mean, when enough? you get when you get released during the season. Yeah. Um. I know he had a good. Uh, his one game to fame was the Bears game. Yep. And then it was just kind of like Sammy Watkins is here. Sammy Watkins is here. He was out there getting some cardio. Yeah. So. I'm not like too concerned. I gave him a D. I think that that says enough. I think F is like really warranted. Like an F would be abysmal, right? That that that's 
Amari Rogers on punt return is an F. Like that's what I think of when I when I when I think of an F. This I forgot that we could have graded him. Not as a receiver. He only had eight targets as a receiver. For the Packers. It touched on uh, the Texans. So but that's the that's the the idea, right? Is that that's an abysmal performance that's F worthy. Sammy Watkins thirteen catches on twenty two targets for two hundred yards. Like it's not good, but he helped them win that Bears game, and I think that's enough to get him out of that F range for me. Oh. Even though a D is not good. Anybody could have helped him win that Bears game. I mean, they almost lost it. They only like it's that, true. that fourth I, quarter yeah. was was tight. <laughs> Justin Fields ran all over them. Exactly. And David Montgomery. Exactly. And Khalil Herbert? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. they both got over 100 yards. Like, yeah. So, like, like again, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't a surefire thing. They needed his production that game. So, that's just where I had him. It. That's that's really all there is to say about it. Yeah. Um, so long. Farewell. I'll be Zana do. Um, best for last. Christian Watson. B minus. B plus. Oh. Yep. I think. Okay, let's I want you to explain yours first. I gave him a B plus because when he was healthy, he was a positive the impactful player. And once they actually used him as a effing wide receiver and not a running back or a gadget tool player, he did really well. Like I, I'm not knocking him as a rookie. Like I'm knocking Aaron Jones as a five-year veteran for how the coaches used him because yeah. he should be able to speak up and have that conversation. And be like, hey, you guys are using not me wrong. being dumbasses, not being dumbasses, and <laughs> use me properly. Christian Watson is part of his allure as a prospect and a receiver and a football player is his speed. So I see why Matt Lafleur would want to use him in like jet sweeps and gadget running plays like that like I, I i got the idea the process made sense the results didn't for how long they stuck they stuck with it but once they were forced to throw the ball to him when randall cobb and christian watson or in romeo dobbs are hurt and they had to throw him the ball weird what happens and so that the second half of the season you mean uh using a wide receiver like a wide receiver pays off immediate dividends you, you'd be shocked jordan <laughs> what if I got some news for you. <laughs> um, and I just think that he's a rookie, right? Like he's that 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 first catch and or reception or holy moly, that first target and drop in the Minnesota Vikings game really, really hurts, right? And I think that kind of like lessened his targets through that's the beginning part of that season until the Cowboys game. I think and we've talked about this again so many times. Trajectory of his season changes vastly if he catches that ball. And I think Packers season. I think the Packers season, maybe. Rogers season. I I don't want to put that much conjecture into it because they still sucked, right? Which is they sucked their average eight and nine. But you get you get what I'm saying, right? I don't By think Packers standards. Could, I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and put all of the the downfalls and the pitfalls of the Packers season on or on Christian Watson dropping that ball. I think that yeah. is unfair to do to him because 
he proved that he can do it. He's just it was it was a drop. It was one of the most untimely drops of the season, without a doubt. But I don't think that that play kicks their season off to go thirteen and four or twelve and five or some sort of really positive season because all the underlying issues that plagued the Packers season would have still arisen regardless of if he catches that ball. We win one more game probably. Which would have made the playoffs, but we still would have had not good results for five straight games this season. I think I'm with you to points. Because it ultimately, we go on this, and it wasn't just because of how he was used, because he did get hurt and missed a couple games. But with how much trust in his wide receivers was a big talking point going into the year, to have your first offensive play mm-hmm. be a drop from for Watson, um, it just kind of, not to go full narrative kind of thing, all that stuff, because it's not just about the narrative. But it did fuel this thing of, like, they just don't have the requisite wide receivers to really have a solid passing attack. Right. Um, and not to go full Bill Simmons, uh, but it is like a sliding doors moment for this season. Maybe. Because I don't think we would feel even with how it could be as it could be it could have easily just been one game as you mentioned it could have been one more win and they make the playoffs. I think we would feel better about the season if that was the case because of just how much it meant by the end to make the playoffs. I guess, even though I, I would say, don't use that logic because right. you're still a 500 team. I think you see my point of view and I see your point of view. Mm-hmm. Like I think we are in agreement. Our, our our Christian Watson Venn diagram is pretty pretty solid. Like it's they're almost overlapping, but just not quite. It's it's almost a circle. <laughs> we have a lot of similar agreeances, but the couple of things we disagree on ultimately change our our grades. So I had a B plus. You had a B or B minus, right? B minus. So yeah. B minus. Full if you had the full stats. Or Watson. Yeah, go ahead. 41 catches, 66 targets, 611 yards, passing yards, uh, seven receiving touchdowns, seven attempts for 80 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. Christian Watson. Also only 14 games. And like that 14 games is like, quote unquote, inflated because he got hurt early in games, a couple games. Yeah. Concussions and alike. So, um, just the weird coincidence that as the wide receiver two, he had the same amount of targets as Al Lazard did last year. Not the same amount, but the same like ratio. Al Lazard was forty to sixty last year. Oh, and that's what, yeah. Was forty sixty last year, and Watson was forty one sixty five. So probably just coincidence, but maybe that's something to expect going forward for the wide receiver two to have about that many targets. Yeah. Not that it matters, but um. Sprinkle in tight ends since we're on the receivers. Little sprinkle. Little sprinkle, little salt bay. Um start with uh Josiah DeGuara. Get him out of the way. Did you grade him or it's not? not it, I did grade him. It sounded yeah. like you were very distressed. Let's get him out of the way. Well, uh, I, I don't have a lot to say. Yeah, D plus. 
C minus. Yeah. He had one pass late in the season that made me get excited. So Yeah, uh, there was definitely a post game that were like, Hey, are they gonna hey. use the board? It's like <laughs> <laughs> Um And I think it just was like a a big part of it for Josiah Aguirre is of the opportunities he had, he did well. 13 catches on 15 targets and 114 yards. Like, that's not bad. On yeah. Hard yards on 13 catches, that's that's not bad, to be honest. When most, most of his targets are going to be um, short, his average depth of target was three yards. So, um, really getting giving him this the C minus grade because we've we've been hoping he'd be taking a step forward to become a really useful receiving tight end and be better in the blocking game. Like his pass blocking is, is was poor. Um as poorly graded on PFF. And I just think it's like it's 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 gotta come soon for him, right? I think it just has for him to be useful and not be possibly cut next year in um in training camp i think it just has he has to make a, a pretty significant jump next year in training camp to not just be a, a cut especially when they're probably going to draft one <laughs> yes that might be a very i mean who knows that could be their fuck their, their first round pick so maybe um it's a it's a high needless to say it's a high uh priority yeah i think he, he had a down year compared to last year too like last year he went 25 of 33 250 yards and two touchdowns. I think just losing Devonte Adams really hurt this offense so much more than we even thought it would because yeah. we thought it would be, but I think it was just that much more. Yeah. Um, the team becoming sort of a hopeful run first offense probably didn't do too much either. Um, but I think that's just that's just where he lost a lot of his value is just not being able to find those targets. Like they spread the ball around a lot to end the season, and that kind of hurt him in his production availability for the season. But he, yeah. he played all 17 games. Just, just tough. Yeah. Um, let's do Bobby. Bobby Tunyon. Bobby Tunyon had a lot more catches than I thought he would have. Yeah. I know he, I didn't. He, didn't, had, didn't. he came on late in the year. Yeah. But he still had more catches than I really... Excuse me. Or really, than I thought he would this year. He had more catches than Christian Watson, which I did not think he would. Um, give, me, give me good. Yeah, sorry. 50, <laughs> 53 good. catches for five, uh, 470 passing yards, two touchdowns, 67 yep. targets. I gave him a B minus. B minus, C plus. Same area. I guess what dropped him down to a C for you. Um I think I might know, but I'm curious. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Was it general production? Availability? Not being used? I don't think availability. I thought he had that outlier year where he scored how many touches? Was it like 13? 11. 11. That was, 20, that was 2020. Um, obviously gets hurt last year, mm-hmm. 2021. I just kind of thought they would have, by and large, this is probably more speaks to their red zone offense um, more in general than just Robbie Tunyon. Robbie Tunyon. I was going to say, you just call him Robbie Tunyon? <laughs> um, yeah, just, I don't know. I, I There's something, like, you, it was a good season. Yeah, it was just, like, a good season, but there was just something, there wasn't as much substance as I would have liked. I think I that's fair. I would have liked him to see, I would have liked to see him progress off the 2020 year compared to last year. 2020, obviously, the touchdowns were inflated he kind of had like the the jamal williams of years that year like the, the weird jamal williams had this year where he scored all those touchdowns because he was a tank within one yard of the touchdown or of the end zone i think it's the same thing like that bobby Tunyon did. he just was getting a lot of those targets um when mvs and Devonte adams were getting a lot of attention of the secondary so um we'll see what he brings next year i'm a big proponent of the year after the year after the injury so like he got hurt in 2021 yeah a down year this year i think he you need a, a i think he makes a big a bigger impact next year whether that's with the packers or somebody else especially for a skill player like that mm-hmm. it's not it's not just a, oh yeah you're back you're we're gonna expect you to be exactly yeah um yeah i think he he was still an asset he still is a great third option in like if you, if you I, that's kind of how I think of offenses. You have two wide receivers, and your first tight end in a modern NFL offense should be a, a better pass catcher than your third wide receiver. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to, but if you like a bad tight end, you just don't follow that rule. But if you have a decent tight end, I think that should be the hierarchy of of pass catchers that aren't running backs. And I think he still has a chance to a chance to do that. Mercedes Lewis, big dog. Dog, you have my bit of constantly opening my notebook and dealing. <laughs> I went C. C. I think you and I might have graded him differently on different things. I give him a B plus. B plus, mm-hmm. and that is almost. Entirely... I thought I was a little bit more friendly about him. 
that, that was almost entirely because of his blocking. Yeah. Because like that's where his value is as a tight end. And um it was really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Mercedes Lewis amongst um blockers. I gotta pull up the PFF grades because I, I was laughing when I saw this. Um amongst her pass blocking grades. Dave Bakhtiari's one at 87. Really good. Mercedes Lewis was 72.9. He is ahead of both uh, Elton Jenkins and Royce Newman in pass blocking uh, grade. Yeah. 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 So Mercedes I, Lewis, would you like to be an offensive lineman? <laughs> we might need your services next year. So he didn't like do a whole lot in the passing game this year because like that's just not where his usefulness is. So I didn't feel comfortable yeah. grading him on six catches on seven targets and two touchdowns and sixty-six yards. Like I just don't think that's where you can appropriately grade Mercedes Lewis. And so I looked at his blocking, and it was really good. And we already knew he was really important in the the pass blocking and the run blocking game, for that matter. And um, that's that's where I came to to B plus. I think he was as good as Christian Watson was catching the ball, but blocking and helping the offense succeed in other ways that wasn't him catching the ball. Yeah. Like even even his run blocking grade was sixty six point six, which is. <laughs> Believe it or not, ahead of a few, a few linemen. Like, oh, Royce Newman is down there. I in can't the, wait to get the to the lineman portion of our grading. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> um, you gave him a C. Yeah, just just a, just a C, a regular old C. Yeah, I mean, you make it a better, more compelling point of just. The value that he brings as a run blocker was very necessary for this team to actually have a competent offense. <laughs> Are you um, gonna bring is is Mercedes Lewis bringing his paper back to you, the teacher, saying I think I deserve a better grade for X Y Z, and you're are you gonna change it? Yeah, I can change it. You don't have to. You're no, I'm te- going to. You're the teacher, Jordan. I, you, well, you, teachers- you can take up the red pen. And figure out how you want to change it. You know, sometimes teachers make mistakes. Mercedes Lewis, you get a B minus. <laughs> I think that's fair. Like, because yep. I was like, I was the same boat as you. Always had the Dolphins game too. That always had the Dolphins. Amazing. Game. That was very amazing. Um, trying to. Th- that's it for tight ends. Why don't we move right into offensive linemen? Because we can also give a receiving grade for uh, David Bakhtiari. He had one target. This year. Remember? Remember that one target that was god awful? Talk about a moment that uh, God, that easy sliding doors, Bill Simmons. Um, I give him an A minus. A minus. Yep, he was my highest graded. I think. I still think Aaron Jones was the most important and best player on the team. But I think David Bakhtiari deserves an A- minus given the injury he came off of and the long drought he had and was still a fantastic um, left tackle. Still an all-pro left tackle, even though I don't think he made that team. I don't think they announced announced that yet, though. No, I don't think they announced until after. Yeah. I also went A-. minus. 
Um, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, twelfth best left tackle according to offensive grade on PFF. Um, pass blocking, he's right up there at um, I think it's the sixth best, and then um, run blocking wasn't as good, but his value really is obviously pass blocking for Aaron Rodgers. So, um, I think my grade comes in large part taking into context what he came from just all of two years ago i gotta think yeah it was uh um because he missed all of going into the championship the buccaneers championship game he got hurt he got hurt in that game right Uh, the playoffs yeah yeah he got hurt he got hurt in the 2020 nft championship game practice okay was that before? Who did they play before the Buccaneer game? The, well, I can't think of this. Yep, that's who they are. <laughs> I gotta look it up now. It's gonna bother me. God. Wasn't the Fortnite so that then exercise no. that demon? Uh, uh, I, I want to say the Giants, but I think that's wrong too. Because that other Giants game was. Cowboys? Like, maybe. No. Extreme, maybe. The Rams. Oh the Rams. Rams, duh. Rams. Everybody's just like, what? It's the Rams, you idiots. It's Yell- the Rams. Yelling at us. Um, yeah, got injured either before that game or before the Buccaneers game, but it was during practice. It wasn't during a game because that was a big, big I think thing. I do remember that now. Yeah. So he missed all of the football season after that, plus the championship game plus what three games this year yeah so he he missed he played 12 games in 2020 but i think you're right in how he played trying to find a game log for that year just so i know for certain it's gonna be really annoying isn't it probably um but then he missed all of except the last game of the season last year the last like he didn't play weeks one through 17 played week 18 against the um against the lions and then missed the niners game and then missed the first few games this year um to give context to 2020 he got hurt the second to last week of the season against the titans mm. and then got was put on ir for the bears then missed the playoffs. Yes. So he missed a very long time. And to yeah. come back and still be that high level left tackle pass, like franchise level left tackle. A minus. Like that's just that's just all you really could to do. I think the only like reason I didn't give him an A or A plus is just that his run blocking wasn't rated as well as I would have liked to see it. It's hard. Like obviously PFF PFF grades don't mean everything, but I think they mean enough. Yeah. Um, trying to. Th- I guess we just go down the line here. Not the line, literally, just the line and how I have them listed in my notes here. Um, Elton Jenkins. What'd you give? A him? minus. You give him an A minus. Yeah. Give him a B. Mm. There are some egregious, egregious happenings during the season where I was just like, "What is EJ doing?" I think that. Is me being too harsh on him? Like I can fully 
admit that because he bounced around um, so much on the line. Between He played 621 snaps at left guard and 339 at right tackle. Like, it's just, it's tough when you have to yeah. go from one side of the line to the other. Nonetheless, two different positions. Like, your foot movement as a guard versus a tackle is different. In general, again, never mind the fact that you're switching sides of the line you're 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 protecting. Um, I just like I think he was he's good. He definitely earned the contract that he got. I just wish that he had a full year just at guard. Yeah. Like I think if he has a full year at guard, he gets less of a knockdown from me on some of the mishaps he had. Um, but he allowed 17 pressures and um, gave up three sacks this year as opposed to Bakhtiari who gave up zero sacks like that's that's the difference for me in the A, in the a grade versus the, the B grade it's just three sacks and 17 pressures is a, is a lot it's a lot but I don't know I, I get it like I, I think I'm I think I'm yeah harsh. yeah also had a uh, shorter recovery time from his ACL tear. Yep. Um, like, not just compared to Bakhtiari, but mm. I think that's based, based on how we enter the season, like, they're in the same boat because they're both coming back injured and we don't know necessarily when they're coming back. Right. Um, missed a game even after coming back, too. I think that was the Bills game. Um, yeah, not his best season. Oh, uh, I still... Still uh, missing a Pro Bowl he was a pro bowler. Pro bowler. I think a reserve um, was is technically how that happened. Yeah, somebody, somebody got hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a solid, maybe a minus a little high, but that's fine. I I, thought, I I see the vision. Yeah, I thought too. Again, I might be a little bit more forgiving of being cast in a role that isn't necessarily your best spot, but it's by nature of. Injuries and he's had to fill. Yeah, yeah. I I get that too. I just think that that now he's got like that grade. Like, I hope or that that contract. I hope they stop doing that. Like, they would never switch Bakhtiari around anywhere else. No. If they had no something wrong, but obviously left tackle is way more important than right tackle or left guard. Yeah. But even before then, like I don't think there's ever a world where you just take. A player of David Bakhtiari's cal- David Bakhtiari's caliber out of his natural position, and I think they need to stop doing that with Elton Jenkins in order to uplift his season better. And I just think he needs to get a little better at um, at um, pass blocking. So. Um, who should we go to next? Who should we go to next? Let's talk positively. I'm gonna go Zach Tom. Because the other four we need to talk about aren't gonna get good grades for me. What'd you give Zach Tom? B plus. That is almost what I gave. I give him a B. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of his grade for me is just is just avail- availability. As a rookie rookie pick, played um, in nine games had. Um, almost 500 snaps, played 300 snaps at left tackle, 100 snaps at um, at left guard, 
almost another 100 at right tackle and then 14 at right guard. Like, the only position he didn't play in the line this year was center, which I think if if memory serves me right, Tommy from the Discord, uh, spoiler alert, joined the Discord, um, said that Zach Tom played center in college. Yes. Which is weird enough that <laughs> that's just the only spot he didn't fill in this year. When he could certainly filled in, given their center uh, center play this year. So we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. But yeah, it's just availability is the best ability for me. Um, had good grades um, as well. Looks like he only had, if I can find that, only had one sack allowed, 12 pressures and uh, four hits. So not as good. Um, again, with like the whole Elton Jenkins thing that we talked about, just the, the sacks and the hurries and the hits. But he's a rookie. I think they're like I think the context a lot like matters a lot in this, and when you're shuffling around from four of the five different spots in the line, you're probably gonna end up letting a sack to uh, through or two if you are playing four positions on a line and not getting consistent run at any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else to add, or you want to keep going? No, I, I think you covered it there. He. If there's a utility lineman role, I don't know if that's what I think. Is like Zach it's... Tom the Jace Peterson of Packers offensive lineman? Oh. Listen to Cruising for a Bruising. <laughs> um, next up is center Josh Myers, the ire of a lot of Packers fandom this year. Jordan, what did you give Josh Myers? I gave him a C. I gave him a C plus. Mm-hmm. He was, as Zach Cruz put it, no, Andy Herman. I think it was. I think it was Andy Herman. I think honestly both. I think I know. Probably say. both. Consistently <laughs> inconsistent, yes. and I think they need to address center in the off season. Because I think there needs to be a battle of sorts for that position going forward. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing what they can do with Zach Tom there. But part of me also thinks that if they don't keep Bakhtiari, you just plug Zach Tom out at left tackle. There's a whole lot of places Zach Tom could fit. and But I'd be wanting to see what he could do at center to see if he could take over Josh Myers' spot. Because given the role of AJ Dillon in this offense for at least the next year, next year, AJ Dillon's like bread and butter is a gap rushing, right? You need to have a solid center to open that gap up. It's it's simple as that. And if it's not going to be, then you're really is limiting your offense in that as in that facet if you can't get the the, the gap open. And I think that's really it's not even that. Like, think of how many times, like, Quinn and Williams just dismantled yeah. the Packers line. Yeah. And that's up the gut. I, I, Three I'm, sacks for, uh, for, um, for Josh Myers. Three sacks, two hits, eight hurries, and 13 pressures. Even there's probably the Eagles game. Like, there are a lot of interior linemen for other teams that really just, like, that ate up. Yeah, yep, eight up. There was no resistance. Nothing. Yeah, it was really tough going for 
the interior line. Maybe C was too high. Maybe. I gave him I a C know. plus. Like like C plus might be too high. <laughs> I thought I I'm taking it back. I'm looking over your your your, your math again. So I'm giving him a C. PFF, where did he have him? Or where did they have him? For a grade or or for what? For his pass or his just, pa- I guess. His general grade was a sixty two point six as like an offensive grade, but his run blocking was down in the fifties. And his pass blocking was up in the seventies. So his pass blocking good, his run blocking was bad. But interesting. I think you're a hundred percent right in that interior lineman feasted this year in on Rogers and getting sacks. Part of that too, not all of the sacks are the lineman's fault. That's some of Rogers not throwing the ball away. And we'll get to Rogers. Um yeah. but I think that it just really is consistently inconsistent is the best way to put it and outside of left tackle I think center might be the most important position to have a solid 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 blocker because you need it for you need it for QB sneaks you need it for halfback dives all the like the goal one yard like one yard line goal to goal rushes you need a good interior lineman to yeah push to so they can go up the gut and when your interior lineman is John Runyon, Josh Myers, and I believe, yeah, and Royce Newman, like it's tough sledding, is what I'll say. <laughs> tough sledding. Um, you said that like a high school principal, like just reprimanding like it's a child. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite way to see you say something like that. Anyway. Yeah. Also, I should have put that Elton Jenkins is in the middle, too. It's Across the middle, it's yeah. Elton Jenkins, Josh Meyer, and John Running. But when couldn't play, Royce Newman was at guard for when um, Elton Jenkins was at right tackle when Josh Nyman couldn't play. So it's a, it's a whole mix of offensive linemen this year, and not a whole lot of them are good on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Except for EJ sometimes when he was there. That was very deep. Not a lot of them are good on the inside. Well, uh, John Runyon Jr. What'd you give him? I'm immediately going to regret giving this grade. Because I think Myers kind of masks maybe some of his inconsistencies. I give him a B minus. I gave him a C. Gave him a C. The... He had very similar stats to uh, to Josh Myers in pressures and sacks and everything else. They both had three sacks allowed and um, a similar amount of pressures. So it really was just a, a similar season. B minus is going down to C plus. I am totally okay <laughs> with that. I think it's worth noting too that he's also a third year guy. Like. Packers need to make a decision on him too. Not a decision, but I think he'll be another player that they look at to possibly move on from if they find out better options, either in agency or the draft or etc. So yeah. definitely worth worth uh worth noting going forward. Yash Nyman. B. B? I gave him a C and was thinking about moving it down. 
I want to hear your 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 uh, explanation for a for give, me, a give me some numbers. Give me some numbers. Five sacks, twenty eight pressures, and twenty two hurries. So of those twenty eight pressures, five were sacks, one hit, and then twenty two hurries. I think the number twenty eight is big. <laughs> Did I say B? I meant C. <laughs> I, I I looked at it. I I think I'm dropping from C to C minus. Honestly, like he had that's rough. He had a fine pass blocking grade. I think he's second on the, or maybe third. No, oh, hold on. If I could, four, fourth in grade for PFF. Third. But I think oh, okay. that grade, fourth on the fourth in pass blocking grade for the Packers on PFF. I think that grade and the amount of pressures he allowed are very, very, very in contrast to one another. And the the actual stats, the counting stats, mean a whole lot more to me than his pass blocking grade. Um, if I could contextualize, go ahead. My initial grade. I felt like when he was good, he was really good in games, and when he was bad. He would just get torn to shreds. Yeah, he got torched so many times. I want to say, was it the Rams game where he just got like it was Leonard Floyd, someone else? They just like wreaked havoc on him, and I he allowed two sacks that game. Then it was the Rams game. Yep, he had four total pressures, two sacks, two hurries. I'm still very bullish on him, and. In his future, I don't know if it's necessarily in Green Bay because I believe he's a free agent this year. I think is he, he like is. a is he unrestricted or is he an exclusive whatever title that is? Go ahead and vamp a little bit. I'll tell you in a second. Um, I think that's why I was a little bit. I I felt like I don't know. I maybe I'm again. It's hard. I should, probably should have said this before we started Gray Lineman, but it is very. To you want to give it more to PFF of like okay they're seeing things that I'm not necessarily seeing right exactly you know kind of thing for the off season though of a bookshelf all YouTube watchers right over there and it's take your eye off the ball that was the book recommended by the Discord for the revolt football and I, I, I'm hoping to read it this off season and for the betterment of my football watching capabilities who's it by. I don't know why you'd ask me that right now. Right. <laughs> I will look well, at it. I'll, I'll vamp. I'll vamp. Um, I got it. I got it. It is by Pat Kerwin. I got the Pat 2.0. Kerwin. The 2.0 version. So, um, he is an, Yash Diamond is an unrestricted free agent. They might bring him back on some small deal. Um, honestly, if he's their starting right tackle... It's not too bad, but I would bet they probably don't bring him back and just run with Zach Tom. Like, if that's what we're really, really talking about, that's probably where they go because they don't really need to bring him back if Zach Tom's just going to be a plug in place um, um, offensive lineman. Obviously, you can't expect him to, Zach Tom, to play every offensive line position because you can't make him play center and right tackle. Yeah. But. I think the point being is that they have I'm not gonna say a golden goose, that's just not the word not the phrase I'm trying to go for. They have like a nice shiny toy in Zach Tom 
that they can play with however they want to best fit the offensive line. Does that make sense? He's like silly putty. Yes, that is a great way to put it. That is a great way to put it. Um, Black Seal. No free ads. <laughs> no free ads. Um, but yeah, Josh Myers <laughs> is under contract for the next two years, so they don't really need to make a decision there. Um, but I think they ought to start looking elsewhere. Yeah, Josh Diamond, I changed mine from a C to C to C minus. You change yours from a B to a C. <laughs> um, Royce Newman. I gave him a C minus. D. You gave him a D. Yes. I think that's appropriate. Benched. Benched. It's not even a walk-in situation where you're off the team. It's like he you're on the team. Weren't good. Yeah, yeah, I think he might. I think we might have seen him play his last his last downs regular season. Yeah, he uh, drafted last year. Just not a good year for him. Obviously, he didn't have a good last year either. I think it's just a, a matter of the development isn't there, and you can't keep sinking snaps into it when into into a player that just needs to be better at the position they play, which is guard. So, I think they have Elton. Elton Jenkins, back at guard. You put Tom there and keep Nyman or whatever they tried to do with how they formate the line next year. I don't think he's going to be a part of it. Last but not least, Jordan. Last position. Cherry on top. Aaron Charles Rogers. What'd you give him? I'm going to let you go first. Let's go stats first. Let's build the suspense. Stats first, and we'll build the suspense. Um, right. How in-depth do you want these stats to be? As much suspense as you want to build, Jordan. Uh, 3,695 passing yards. Uh, 64. Where's the completion percent? 64.6%. Completion percent, sorry. 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. I do not have that in context to the rest of his career, but I believe that is the most interceptions he's thrown. I will tell you. Of time. Uh, since not... 2010. Thanks. Yep. More, time, I gave... more, more interceptions this year than in 2020 and 2021 combined. This is MVP years. I gave Aaron Charles Rogers a C. I gave him a C plus. I don't know why I was inclined to bump that up to a C plus, but I was. I think of the biggest thing for me. I guess unless you want to explain yours first. Okay, so I think my mindset in giving him a C plus over like a C or a C minus was that we really didn't think losing Devonte Adams would matter as much as it did. We think it matter, It would have mattered a lot. I think it mattered a whole lot more in the context of his season than we thought it would have. Like I think the the impact was greater than we even anticipated, even though the anticipation was great. Um, but just looking at like raw stats in his first full season since I gotta find. I don't know why this one doesn't tell me games, but um. 
yeah, his really his first full season since basically the year that he started that he had less than 4,000 yards passing. He had three, as you mentioned, essentially 3,700 yards. Um, before that, um, all 4,000 until you get to 2017 when he was hurt. Only at 1,600 that season. In 2013 when he was hurt, he had 2,700 that season. And then going back to 2007, like when he played like three games, I think, 218 yards. Other than that, he's had a 4,000 or 5,000 yard season passing every year. And you're adding another game. And you're adding another game. Combined with the most interceptions he's thrown in a decade, decade plus, and half sometimes the numbers of, like in his 2020 year, he had 53 touchdowns. Like that's really great Aaron Rodgers, right? That's such an insane number to throw. 26 this year. Like, it's just it's it's tough. Um, thirty-two sacks. Just it was hard. It was hard for him this year, and I think he's falling off and declining as a quarterback given his age. But the deep ball wasn't there, as we talked about. Some of the accuracy issues weren't there. The decision making was waning when he should have been throwing away the ball, but instead taking some of those sacks that ramped up that number into the thirties. All of that combined doesn't really matter when he's on, which is why we saw some flashes of greatness again this year. Like sometimes, like that, like that Bobby Tunyon throw and one of the touchdowns this year was really good. It was really good, vintage Rogers esque. And I don't think he's a B level player. But again, C plus. It's just. This grade has a low probability of getting better throughout the like in the next in the coming years if he decides to play. And I couldn't give him just a C because giving him just a C would mean that he's literally average when he did have like the counting stats and some of the completion percentage it was up towards like the higher end of quarterbacks this year. And going with two rookie wide receivers and having really only two, three receivers that he was comfortable with out of like seven he passes to being Cobb, Lazard, and Bobby Tunyon while still having to figure out how to weave in Watson, Dobbs, and um, Debbie Watkins. So I think it was really hard for him this year because of his age and his thumb injury for the most part throughout the middle of the season. Doesn't excuse the lack of accuracy on the field and decision-making that really plagued um, his season. I think that is a very appropriate, commendable way to say it. Um, Devante, for as much as it masked a lot of things for this Packers offense, it certainly masked a lot of things it kept Aaron younger. Yeah, I think the classic, that much is clear. It, it, the classic conversation of do wide receivers make quarterbacks or quarterbacks make wide receivers? For almost all of Aaron Rodgers' career, it was the quarterback making the receiver, right? Yeah. Like Greg Jennings never never was never as good as he was in Green Bay as he was everywhere everywhere else. It was James Jones. It was Jordy Nelson. Nelson. Like it just wasn't the case. Then you see Devontae Adams go from his 
era in Green Bay to making Rodgers an MVP-level quarterback those last two years than still being a top-five wide receiver with Derek Carr. And yeah, he had the third most passing yards, or receiving yards, I should say. He was damn good this year. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah, it's a symbiosis thing yeah. where it's, you know, it's not A or B, it's AB. <laughs> Antonio Brown. Oh, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, that all being said, no 300-yard passing game. Nope. No passing your, game. Your only, point of flashes of brilliance. Only one game was, of three touchdowns or more. And that's Krista Watson, right? Yep. That, yeah. Um, your point of flashes of brilliance really was only contained to drives. It wasn't really sustained. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not just <laughs> not just limited to Aaron Rodgers. That was sort of the case of the Packers' offense. But yeah, it was just, it was highly disappointing. I, I, I it it's hard to see. I mean, at one point, by nature of where the Packers' season was, we were talking about. Benching him. You know what I mean? Right. So being the reigning MVP, even at 38 years old now, 39, right? Uh um, yeah. I I don't know. I can't you still have to you still have to assess him in, in what you saw. Right. And there's again, there's so many contextual factors here for why he struggled the way he did and why he fell off right. as sharp as he did. I know the thumb injury played into some, in- to some degree, but mm-hmm. was as we agreed on, it was overblown. Yeah. Um, honestly, my, the other thing too, I was thinking harsher. I was going into it before, like kind of like really thinking it over maybe yeah. going C minus, but I'll give him a C. Yeah. And that's fair. Alrighty, that does it for grades. I don't mean to spring this on you, Jordan, but I forgot that the Super Bowl is this weekend. Oh! And NFL honors. Wait, the big game? Big game. Um, do you want to do? I I suppose I shouldn't give you a choice because we are going to do it. <laughs> oh my God, there's so many. Um, the NFL. Are we doing every no, we're, we're just doing the bigger, the big ones. Okay. Um, the NFL honors candidates and who you think will win. Okay, good, because I would not have known. I'm trying <laughs> to find, um, like a list of the candidates. Yeah, this will work. So, most valuable player. We'll get. I'll give you the option of the five that they gave. Five they gave. Patrick yeah. Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, or Justin Jefferson? Uh, Jalen Hurts. I'm also going to go with Jalen Hurts. I think he wins it. I think Patrick Mahomes might deserve more. I think I think that's one of those cases where they just give him to the, the the best available. Yeah, like like the the best player on the best team. Like I think I think. I think they had similar records. They might have had the same record. But he also missed a couple games because of injury. Uh, Eagles were 14-3? I think so. I think the Chiefs I think were 13-4. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. Let me look. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm like, ah, doesn't want to tell me. Because why would it, right? 14 and 3 as well. So, end up with the same record. Yeah, but then I think that's Jalen Hurts. Super Bowl. <laughs> that's Jalen Hurts missed those two games. I think they gave it to him because they probably would have went 15 and 1 or something with him there. Um, offensive player of the year is Justin Jefferson, Jalen Hurts, and Patrick Mahomes. I would throw Tyreek Hill in this conversation as well. Justin Jefferson, who's the second one? Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes. I think it's Justin Jefferson. I think it's Justin. I would go Justin Jefferson. I think whoever doesn't Wins win MVP and, gets, yeah. I, I think that they really should just make like MVP a quarterback award because it yeah. is always a quarterback. But I think I really think Justin Jefferson deserves to win this particular award. He was fantastic this season. Like it, it he should have he should have broken the record for most passing yards in a season. Yeah. So I think that he deserves it. Um, defensive player of the year. They have Nick Bosa, Mike Parsons, or, or Chris Jones. I think I just go Nick Bosa. He had a great year. Parsons. Hmm, a cowboy, huh? Yeehaw. <laughs> Offensive rookie of the year. Kenneth Walker the third, Garrett Wilson, and they put Brock Purdy, but I'm subbing Brock Purdy for Chris Jones. Get out of here. That's what they put. I'm... You can't even throw a ball in the championship game. Uh, sure. Kenneth Walker. I'm being a homer. I'm going Christian Watson. Um, Wait, is he is he in it? Not in this. Thing. I don't know how they what the, who the actual like nominations are. I'm just going off the NFL website. Um, defensive play, rookie of the year: Sauce Gardner, Aiden Hutchinson, or Tyreek Woolen. I would also Ooh. throw in. Or no, never mind. I'd not throw in. I pick Aiden Hutchinson. I would have gone. Sa- <laughs> I think Sauce is the right pick. I think I just go in Hutchinson because he was so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my god, it's gonna be hard to watch ruin the Packers for the next 10, 50 that's, years. That's right. Uh, comeback play of the year: Geno, Saquon, or Chris McCaffrey. I'm going Geno. Yeah, it's hard not to go Gino. It really Other, is. I mean, injury related, it is. It was impressive that Barkley did had that year yeah. after his injury. Yeah. yeah, I just think, but no one, no, no one, one thought Gino. No one thought Gino. that Gino would lead them to the playoffs. Not yeah. ever. Um, coach of the year: Brian Dayball, Doug Peterson, or Kyle Shanahan. I think you have to go Dayball. Dayball. First year as a Giants head coach to make the playoffs with the same roster they did last year, essentially. That is true, yeah. Dable. Dable. Okay. Um, score predictions and who wins the big game, Jordan? Mm-hmm. Playing where? Where is it again? Phoenix. Phoenix. Side of the immortal Patriots-Giants Super Bowl. And... uh. The Aaron Rodgers pass to Jeff Janis two times. Remember that playoff game? Yeah. And then was a bar and have your heart ripped out of I you. I saw that play coming from a mile. 
The shovel pass to Larry Fitzgerald for 87 yards? <laughs> Just, I, we'll save it for later. We'll save it for later. I was at the height of my Mike McCarthy pessimism. Anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go Eagles. 31. Four. Chiefs. 24. I think it's going to be higher scoring than that. I'm going Chiefs. I think both defenses are very good. I agree. I just think it. I just think the offenses are so good that it's going to be hard to hold them. To like to do anything, right? Like I think that while the defenses are good, the offenses are just that much better. Yeah. Um, I'm going. Chiefs thirty eight, Eagles thirty four. What are you laughing about? <laughs> I just got this full like full head of hair as I thought. <laughs> Sorry, what was your score? I was very uh, I was memorable. Chiefs thirty eight, Eagles thirty four. I am very excited for the Super Bowl. I am excited for. It. I think it's gonna be really fun. I think this might be the best Super Bowl since I don't even know. You can't say what it's the was... best Super Bowl ever. I won't, no. I won't allow that. I think I'm looking forward to this as much as the first Chiefs uh, Super Bowl with Mahomes gets supported. San Francisco? Yeah. Uh, even though they last like five years year. was Ram Cincy. I was excited for that one. That was a good one. Um, Tampa, Cincy, or Tampa, Kansas City. That one was a stinker. Um, ben, Can- Chiefs, Warriors. Yep. And then... <sighs> yeah, yeah. The Patriots-Rams Super Bowl. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. 13-3. to yep. Oh, my God. I forgot how bad that game sucked. I wanted the Rams so bad that year. And then... Um, and then... Um, Eagles-Patriots. Really Eagles, yep. Was the last one in the last five years, so... Patriots went to the Super Bowl three years in a row. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alrighty. That does it for us, folks. Couple of uh housekeeping items as we wrap up here. Um, as always, as we've been we've been saying the past few episodes, come over and join us on Repod. Um just a great way to talk about pretty much all things GSPN, all things Wisconsin sports. I don't know if you experienced it today, Jordan. I know I experienced it today, and so did Ty and a bunch of other people on Twitter. Twitter just broke. Just wasn't loading tweets on for like an hour. And so Repod is going to be like hopefully the next place that you guys all join us to talk about that, to have some discourse, talk about these uh these trade deadline happenings, these Packer happenings. So um, come join us over there if they have their own player in there. When Spotify went down, I think that was last week or two weeks ago. Repod still have to go. So, I, I've been starting to listen to my pods of Repod, and I could not recommend it more, too. I I think I might start for the sole purpose that they give you stats on minutes listened, and I want to bump that number so high. Yeah. <laughs> just for I don't want to be the guy that has zero, zero, exactly. zero. I just, want to, I just want that number to be so high and ob- obnoxiously like, wow, I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple recaps of some episodes. Uh, cruising for a bruising drop today. They're talking about how Ben Sheets is going to be honored. Um, 
the state of the Brewers TV rights, considering that Bally is likely to go under, as well as um, the Brewers having the 8th best farm system in the MLB. When in 6Y, or no, Euro stepwise, I'm trying to think who posted when. You guys posted on As we recorded. Monday. No, 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 no. When in 6 right, posted sorry. on Monday. Yes. Talking about the Kyrie Irving trade, how Drew mm. Holiday is an all-star, and how Giannis Antetokounmpo, the captain of that all-star team. Um, And then, just before this pod recorded, you, Rohan, and Ty talked about the trade deadline as up-to-date as it quite literally could have been. <laughs> yes. We actually talked about the uh, Wolves-Lakers-Jazz deal before it happened because it kept leaking out, and then it happened. Perfect. So, yeah, we talked Bucks targets, Jay Crowder, Bojan Bogdanovic, talked a little bit about the Knicks and how squeaky boots they are. <laughs> they just squeak <laughs> everywhere. Um, yeah. I, I, let's hope it doesn't age like milk. Let's hope. <laughs> um, and then make time for this, the, the Junk Drawer Pod, Pop Culture Pod that Adam and Andrew run. Uh, they released an episode today as well, talking about The Quiet Girl um, being one of the year's best films and one of the Irish, one of the first ever Irish language Oscar nominees. And they talked about the episode before that, that was released last week, talked about Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans. So go check all those out. Go check out GSPN. Go check out GSPN.info all the links pertaining to uh, your sub podcast network and for the link to get into the uh, discord come join us we're doing playbacks every oh we should mention that too if you want to check out some brewers the 2018 run adam and andrew are educating themselves on brewers history and <laughs> are going through the 2018 brewers playoff run and it's it's a lot of fun there, there's there's diehard brewers fans in there with us talking about the game and just reminiscing of a time when the Brewers were good. <laughs> Jordan is what perpetually are... living in 2018 during this, uh, this time <laughs> and uh, come, come join and watch with us. Join the discord. The links are always in there as well as tweeted out from the cruising channel and Adam um, on the day they're happening as well as like a half hour before they're happening and when they end up happening. So go follow us all on the Twitter machine, anywhere you can find us and just, uh, Come join our wonderful community. Anything else, Jordan? No. Perfect. Join. Repod. Discord. That's right. Twitter, if it's working. Um, Friendster. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, folks. We are going dark until next week. Um, only seven days of darkness going surpassing Aaron Rodgers' four. So until then, thank you for listening. <laughs> and Jordan, thank you. Thank you. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.